friend, if you love animals, care about wildlife and the environment, you have come to the right place. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show, America and Canada's first and only real pet psychology training, pet behavior, pet lifestyle show. Got a question or comment about your pet? Phone number here at The Pet Show, 877-725-8255. Everyone that calls in and gets to talk to me live on the air will get a great gift for their dog or cat. The question of the day, two of them, do you apologize to your pets? That's one. And do some people have the same level of devotion to their pets as people with children? It's it's an argument that goes on, you know. Listen, I have no children. It was my choice. And to me, my animals are as close to me as can be. Some people say, but they're not children. Well, to me, they are my children. They're furry and they got four legs, but they're my kids. So is it possible for people that don't have children or decided not to have children uh, to to, uh, uh, have the same level of devotion to their pets? Give me a call. Let me know. 877-725-8255. Let me get right back to the busy phone lines right now. Uh, We are going to, let's go to Bob in Albany first. Hey, Bob, welcome to the show. Hello. How you doing, Bob? Hi, how are you? How's everything, in, uh, how's everything in Albany? I used to live in Cobleskill. Oh, I know that. It's House Caverns. There you go. Not too far from House Caverns. Yeah, absolutely. I had a little sanctuary there with a bunch of animals I rescued. Anyway, what can oh. I do for you today? Okay, here we go. I got a, a 14-year-old female Yorkie. Okay. She's pretty healthy. Uh, hard of hearing at times. You know, sometimes when I call her, she's outside. She looks the other way. And sometimes uh, I can tell she's got a little dementia, you know, uh, stares at her space sometimes. But here's my big problem. I don't know if this can be solved. But sometimes, you know, I'm in the kitchen cooking or, or doing all sorts of things. She maybe this just started about two, three weeks ago. She could be laying on the floor, you know, for a couple hours sleeping. And all of a sudden, a little nugget of fecal matter will just pop yeah. out of her butt, yeah. either stuck to her butt or just pop out on the floor. Yeah, and, not, not uh, abnormal. Not abnormal with a dog that age. Uh, it's a question you just want to run by your vet. He may change some food a little bit or may give you a supplement that will help with that. Uh, but it's not uncommon with a 14-year-old uh, dog to to have the, I love the term, these little nuggets uh, coming out of the, the, the rear side. So yeah. I would run that by your vet. It's probably totally normal. It just means maybe it just the, 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 you know, as the dogs get older, 14, 15 years old, they don't have the same feeling in the rectum as they did often when they were younger. And that sometimes they don't even know it's taking place. And sometimes you just got to say, you know, it's an older dog. And that's why God created uh, stain and odor removers and, and, and paper towel. Um, but the bottom line is that's probably what the reasoning behind it is right there. Yeah. Um, yeah so there's not I a whole lot you can do for it. Go ahead. Two or three weeks it's happened every morning in her room when I get up like two or three droppings on the floor. Will this continue forever then, you think? Or? Not necessarily. Well, there's a couple of things you can do. Number one, as I said, run it by your vet. There are medications on the market. And number two, and this may, no pun intended, this may sound a little eccentric to people out there, but you are aware that they do have uh, puppy diapers, right? Right, yeah, oh yeah. So in other words, if the dog is healthy other than that, and she's just losing a little poop, she's giving you 14 years, I would definitely consider, after you speak to the vet, getting some uh, some small uh, 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 doggy uh, diapers for her and let her continue life as long as she wants to live, as long as she's eating, she's pooping, obviously she is, as long as she's loving you and you're loving her, give her whatever time she has left. She'll let you know when the time to go is, but right now, let's make her more comfortable. Let's not embarrass her. Don't try to yell at her or correct her. It's out of her control, so let's not shame her or embarrass her when she does have that. Okay, thank you. Cat, don't go anywhere. No, no. Can I send you something? <laughs> yeah. What? I'm going to put you on hold, and I am going to send you for your, you know, for your older. I'm going to send you something called Arthrosuit Gold. It'll keep those hips and joints in really good shape. On its way to you, Bob, in beautiful capital of New York, Albany. 
Hey, the phone number here, 877-725-8255. You know, Bob just brought up an interesting point. He said his dog is getting older, and she doesn't always listen to him because she, maybe she's not hearing the same way. So why is it that some older dogs don't listen the way they used to? Hear me out on this one. A recent study from North Carolina State University investigating the relationship between dementia and hearing loss in older dogs. The research might help with both treating older dogs and figuring out the relationship between sensory loss and cognitive functions in dogs. So what they're saying is that very often a dog that is not responding could be due to hearing loss but could also be due to dementia because of hearing loss. But now the good news is since we can potentially treat hearing loss in dogs, we may be able to alleviate some of the other issues as well. I remember years ago I was working with a dog in, uh, I guess I'm trying to think where it was now, uh, I don't know, down south somewhere, and uh, they had the, the dog had a hearing aid put in his ear, implanted in his and he like he heard everything that was said so I'm sure they they're gonna come up with more items like that as well anyway the dementia fast uh, aspect is not always due to the dog doesn't want to respond to you uh, maybe his hearing is a little bit uh, lesser than it was but at the same time some of that dementia could be setting in at, at the same time all right let me take another phone call right now we are going to Kathy in Delaware hey Kathy in Delaware how you doing I'm doing fine thank you how can I help you today Kathy well, I can answer one of your two questions. Sure. About, yes, I do. I'll late or if I don't do something right away and I'll, you know, but um, I would imagine that most people do, you know. I would hope so. You bump into your dog yeah. you say, I'm sorry. Why not? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Um, she is such a good dog. She's a mixed breed German Shepherd. About two whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't call them mixed breed. We don't call them mixed breeds anymore. We call them blended breeds. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> well, she's German Shepherd mainly, <laughs> and she um, she's a wonderful dog. She'll come up. She's very friendly. Um, when I walk her, she goes crazy when she sees someone, and we have to turn around. I've tried a lot of the remedies I've heard, but nothing's working. And then what else happens is, like, I'll take her once or twice a week to doggy daycare, and she loves the people there. And once in a while, they'll walk out with me uh, to the car, and they're petting her, and she's kissing them. The minute she gets in the car, she turns, she sees the same person, she starts going crazy. Uh, in an aggressive way? Yes. Okay, well, that's because they're confined at that point. It's a territorial thing. You know, when you confine okay. even a person, yeah, that's what it is. It's just a matter of confinement. You might want to try letting them put the dog in the car first instead of okay. you. That might be that would be good. To you. Yeah. Okay, that's number one. And what was the second part? Well, the other part is, you know, she just barks crazy. Oh, okay. So if you take her for a, if you take her for a walk and you're strolling yeah. down some beautiful location and she sees another dog, it's like all of a sudden uh, Benji turns into Cujo on you, right? So let me tell you what you're Correct. doing wrong. You're reacting to it. The minute you react to it, the minute you turn and walk around the other way, you are letting the dog know that she got a reaction to her behavior. Best way to stop that behavior is not to stop at all. If you continue walking and the dog realizes she's getting no attention for it, I know it's hard, she's schlepping you, she's pulling you, but you just look straight, continue walking. If you don't stop, eventually it will get around, the dog will get the idea that this is the way to walk past another dog. Now, they're not going to be perfect, but at least they'll calm down a little bit. Have you done any basic training with the dog at all? Yes. Okay. Use your basic when we went to training, training I... Um, you know, when she, I had her, I got her from, you know, the kennel, rescue dog, 
Um, We went right away, and I explained it to her, and they all looked at me like I was crazy because she's nothing but a perfect dog. When she's there with the other owners and the other dogs, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's well, you know, it's no different than the kid who goes to school. The teacher says he's great. He comes home and he turns into a, a horrible little kid. So basically, what I want you to do is I want you to remember, just don't say anything. Just continue walking. If you want, you can say it's none of your concern. The more you go past other dogs when she's reacting that way, the quicker she'll learn. The minute you stop or react to it, you're actually reinforcing that behavior. I'm just afraid that the other people look so horrified, you know. I don't care. I don't care um, what the other people look like. Go let them look. In other words, well, you know, just keep walking. You know, you, in other words, okay. solidify. In other words, and you said another thing. You took your dog to basic training. I am a firm believer that training, for the most part, should be done at home. When I was training dogs, and I've trained over 40,000, when I was training dogs on the East Coast at the largest school there, I would go to your home to train the dog. Why? Because I want to confront the same distractions that you would every day. Maybe there's a firehouse near you and not one where the dog was being trained. Maybe the dog was reacting because there were a whole other, lot of dogs around, and maybe when you have him, he's not a lot of dogs around. Maybe he's on a leash when you take him for a walk, and when he's on a leash, he's going to be a lot more protective over you and therefore a lot more bar is going to take place than if he's running loose with the other dogs at the other location. So I'm a firm believer in training should be done at home when possible. I think that's really, really important. But okay. what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold. Kathy, I'm going to send you a copy of my book, How to Get Your Dog to Do What You Want. I want you to follow through on, in terms of the barking, if he's barking when he sees another dog, that's normal behavior. The best way to react is not to react. All in the book. Appreciate the phone call. 877-725-8255. 877-725-8255. That is the phone number. Let me take a quick break, then right back to all your phone calls. Listen, you're listening to The Pet Show. Obviously, you love animals. What about animals that are not loved? What happens to them? What happens to those poor dogs, cats, horses, and other animals that people just toss out in the middle of nowhere? Well, let me tell you about a group that really makes a difference. How can you leave your mark? How can you make your mark in this lifetime and leave the world a better place? Well, let me tell you, there's many ways you can do it. One of the best ways you can do it is by helping out Delta Rescue. For over 40 years, Delta Rescue, an amazing organization, would never be able to do the absolutely amazing work they do without you. I mean you, you, my listeners, and your incredible support. Leo Grilla, who I consider an extreme rescue superhero, and by the way, the founder of Delta says, please, guys, put some of your lifetime work into helping their over 1,500 and there's more than 1,500, but we'll look at the 1,500 rescue dogs, cats, and horses into the future. That's why. You know, I serve on the board for many rescue organizations, humane groups all across the U.S. and other parts of the world. But when it came to making a decision, making a bequest, I made a bequest for Delta's rescued animals in my own estate planning. Why? Because the bequest to Delta Rescue will make your legacy work for the animals when they need it most, right now. It also avoids fundraising costs and provides tax benefits for you. Like any good guardian, Leo needs to make sure that every single one of these animals that he rescued from the deserts, the streets, tossed out in the middle of the cities by people. I don't even know how people can do that. But all of these animals that he finds, he rescues them and takes them to Delta, and they never have to worry again. See, Delta Rescue, by the way, is a top-ranked charity by GuideStar. And they prove every single day that your donation dollars are doing what they should be doing, helping the animals. But even if you're not ready to make long-range plans, every single donation is a chance to keep more than 1,500 abandoned cats, dogs, and horses, happy, safe, and I'll say it again, yes, love, for the first time in their entire lives. Who doesn't want to see that? I urge you to go to their website. Check out the individual animals I'm talking about. Go to DeltaRescue.org. That's DeltaRescue.org. See the stories. 
then give them a call. Write this number down. Don't think someone else is going to do it. We need you. 661-269-4010. 661-269-4010. Ask for details on how to include Delta's rescued animals in your estate plan like I did or to make a donation. Log on to DeltaRescue.org or give them a call. 661-269-4010. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren X9. That phone number 877-725-8255. So I got some hugs and kisses to give away. I got some Lucy Pet Food, Kitty Lickies, some hemp seed oil, t-shirts, copies of my best-selling books, Dog or Cat. 877-725-8255. Uh, we're going to get to Drew. We're going to get to uh, Debbie. Uh, we'll get to your calls. But first, let's go to uh, to uh, Jason calling from, uh, I think, Washington State. Hey, Jason, welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing super. How about yourself? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Just had a question about my little dog. He's been to the vet multiple times for the same issue, and they just can't seem to find anything going on. Well, what's going on with the dog that's making you take him to the vet? Well, the first thing that happened is uh, his ears were really starting to bother him, and okay. he had a seizure. So I took him to the vet. Uh, they said there was no neurological issues. They cleaned his ears. They put a medication in it, and uh, he seemed to be doing better. Well, ever since that happened, his hearing is pretty much deteriorated they put like a medicine in there that was supposed to stay for a week and then he's kind of developed this snort like something's stuck in his sinuses so i took him back again they said there's nothing wrong with his ears and uh can't find anything wrong with his sinuses problems continued i took him to another vet for a second opinion and uh, they said there's nothing wrong with him so i'm wondering if maybe he has like a nasal palate or I don't know. You know, it's a you're, you're a little a little bit above my pay grade as a behaviorist. But let me tell you, usually when you have a dog that's that's snorting like that, uh, obviously the vet's checked it out. It could be a sinus infection, uh, could be congestive heart failure, could be respiratory problems, could be allergies. So, a lot, did they yeah. do any allergy testing? Yep. Yeah. No. No issues. They said he's healthy right. as can be for an 11 year old dog. And so, what did they say? What did they, uh, they would know better than me? What do you? What are they saying? It's causing the snorting and the and and the, and the uh, uh, coughing. They they don't know. They can't find anything, and that's from two different vets. Okay, here's what I would recommend that you do. I would see a specialist at this point. Okay. I would I would contact a, a specialist. You know, eye, ear, nose, ear, nose, throat. I think it's ear, nose, throat. There are specialists in the veterinary field, uh, uh, just as many as there are in the human field. Um, I'm sure you live in Washington State. Yeah, and I know that WSU has a veterinary clinic eh, about 80 miles from me. So yeah, I they you know, yeah they have a great vet, they have a great veterinary school there. The other thing you might want to do also, if you go online to the uh, Washington State Veterinary Medical Association. Uh, you'll uh-huh. see a list of you'll see a list of specialties. Uh, maybe you can find okay. a specialist right in your area that you can go to. Um, but generally speaking, you know, people always say, "Well, they're so exp- it may cost you a little bit more to see a specialist, but you may get a quicker result, which is better for the dog, and in the long run, is going to save you money." So, be, be, the fact that you've been to two vets, no one could determine what it is. If that happened to me, I would be seeing a specialist. That's what I'm saying to you. I would see a specialist at this point. Well, then I guess that's what I'm going to have to do. You know, I, I don't care about the cost. He's been my buddy for 11 years. Yeah, so. yeah. And he's a little dog, too, so he's got a lot of life ahead of him, right? 
Yeah, he's only eight and a half pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I would definitely see a specialist. If you have to go to university, go there. But anyway, I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm not going to send you any food or anything for your dog, but I'm going to send you a T-shirt that says, none of my friends walk upright. Phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255, 877-725-8255. Great time to give me a call. I still got hugs and kisses to give away. I got T-shirts, books. I got lots of great stuff to give away. We got plenty of time to answer all of your pet and animal questions. I don't want to take another call until we come back from the break because I don't want to rush anybody. Looking to talk to you, Drew, in Missouri. Looking to talk to you, Debbie, in Minnesota. Great time to call me, by the way. And I'd love to hear from some people to, to respond. Do you apologize to your pet? Come on. If you're running late or you bump into your dog or cat, do you apologize? Say, I'm sorry. I do all the time. Am I the only one? Who else apologizes to their dog or cat if they're running late or if they bump into them or didn't feed them enough food? Give me a call. Let me know. I'll send you a great gift. 877-725-8255. The phone number. Quick break. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. You know the Beatles never sounded this good. We are back on the Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. The question of the day is pretty simple. Do you apologize to your pets? But I want to share this story. Then we're going to get right to you, Drew. We're going to get to right to you, Debbie, as well. I still have an open line. Great time to call me. So i got lots of great stuff to give away. Hugs and kisses, T-shirts, books. The phone number, 877-725-8255. If you have a question about your dog or cat, just want to brag about a new dog or cat you rescued or answer the question, if you apologize to the dog, I will send you a great gift, 877-725-8255, the way to get through. Before I get to the phones, I want to share this with you guys. National pet guardians really do see themselves as mom or dad to their cats and dogs. Study shows that pet owners care for their pets as they would for their own children. The study also found and suggests that pet owners really do have the same level of devotion to their pets as parents to their human children. Pet owners without children displayed a similar level of care for attachment to their pets as parents did to their own children. The need to nurture is crucial to people's emotional and social well-being, and people who choose not to have children may meet that need by caring for animals instead. Whether child or pet, people are meeting the same evolved need to care for, teach, and love a sentient being, that being your dog or cat. So the people say that, that people that have dogs and cats uh, uh, can't possibly uh, uh, be as devoted to them as people with kids. I say nonsense. I say uh, people can be whatever they want to be. 877-725-8255, the phone number. Uh, let's go to Drew first. I'm going to go right to Debbie. Hey, Drew, welcome to the Pet Show. How are you doing? I could not be better, Drew. How about yourself? I'm doing excellent. Uh, so, hey, I've got a, uh, a new dog here. I've had her about a little over two weeks. Got her from our local shelter. Uh, she's about seven months old. Uh, she is a, uh, well, I, <laughs> I guess it's good I was listening to the show earlier. I guess I got to call her a blended breed. Uh, <laughs> blended, uh, you can a, use blended, you can use generic, whatever you want. 
this guy. She, she's, she's fluid. Um, yeah, she, she's, um, looks like she's got some Doberman, some German Shepherd, uh, probably some Lab. Um, she's very high energy, and she's a great dog. I, I, she's uh, missing her back right leg. I got her. Um, she came into the shelter. First, I adore you already. Leg. Drew, I adore you already for taking on, you know, I've literally rescued so many hundreds of dogs with, with uh, uh, physical challenges. And, you know, a three-legged dog has no idea that he only has three legs, just so you know. That's exactly right. I mean, she turns into a bolt of lightning in the backyard. <laughs> you think it was all four of them. But, uh, yeah. Right. Well, she's very, she's pretty, when she's awake, she's awake. And I mean, she's like, you know, jumping up and down and, and like a yeah. deer prancing and spot, you know, in the same spot. And, and she's very playful, likes to interact. Um, but I noticed that she's very, you know, mouthy and she was chewing on my hands, chewing on whatever she could get her mouth on. And uh, I saw that kind of trending upward. So I did. I was pretty successful in getting that out of her as far as the hands go. She still is having an issue with nipping at the face. And uh, that's something that I don't want to become a permanent habit. I know behavior begets behavior, and uh, but I'm yeah, done. How, how, how much did you know about it before you adopted her? Uh, very little. I mean, I knew the story they gave me. Um, that, how, did she lose, I mean, how did she lose her leg? Do you know? Uh, well, they don't know. They're assuming it was probably a car accident. I did see that there's some, uh, some minor scarring around the abdomen area, kind of where the leg was. Uh, yeah. So it's... Uh, let me tell you what I think. When you say nipping at the face, I mean, it's nipping, it's not biting, correct? Right. Yeah, it's friendly, it's playful, but she doesn't realize that okay, that's well, not me, a let dog, me, you know? Yeah, well, let me tell you what's going on. The, the, the facial connection between animals is critical. Uh, the, the, the smells... The, the, the position of the eyes, the pupils, all of that means something. So the, the fact that she's nipping around the, the, the facial area, from her perspective, that's a comforting way. That's, that's her way of comforting herself, not so much for your face. What we need to do is take that and move it in a different direction. Let me tell you something right off the bat. Just from what you told me, your dog is incredibly, incredibly bright. Just because she has a challenge, I want you to go into even advanced training with her. I just did a whole thing on, on uh, dogs with, uh, with challenges doing uh, agility training. Why? Because if you take that intelligence and you focus it in the right direction, a lot of these behavioral issues will dissipate on their own. If you overly correct her for that, you're actually going to give her more attention for being bad than for being good. So the first thing I want you to do is increase her training. That's really, really important. And when she goes to nip at the face, don't say no, don't say yes, don't say anything, walk away. About 10 minutes later, put the leash and collar on her, do some practice obedience to reestablish some positive authority, and then walk away again. Don't pay a lot of attention to what she's doing because that is, in fact, why she's doing it. And the more it's like the person who pushes the dog away or pushes the dog away and the dog jumps and pushes, the dog's be game. They think you're playing with them that way. So again, when she goes to nibble at your face, just walk away. And then five or ten minutes later, back on a leash with some good basic training to reestablish positive authority. But I think the real resolution for you here is that you have an incredibly bright dog. And just she like is. Children, she, she, she picks things up as I'm noticing just right away. Um, it's always the smart. It's always the smarter kid in school. It's always the smarter dog that gets into trouble. They're so smart. But if you take that intelligence and you focus it in the right direction, man, you have just hit the lottery. What often happens is people are so focused on stopping a dog from doing something without taking the time to to consider why he's doing it that they take a dog that has this intelligence and now they have a dog that that's not able to use it. Take that smartness. Do some advanced training in your backyard. Hang a tether ball. Put an agility course in your 
your backyard. You can build it yourself. Put something for him to jump over and crawl under. All that's going to make a big difference in the world. Little by little, he will come around. But the most important thing right now is not to focus on the negative. Be more positive and focus on what he's doing right than what he's doing wrong. And I think you're way ahead of the game. Did that help you? Sounds good. In that. Yeah, I did. You, you, Go ahead. Yeah, you did. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I can certainly work with that. Um, I've got some training stuff on the way. I was going to train her at home here, see what I can do with kind of quick training. And, uh, yeah. Gonna... Well, what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, Drew, is I'm going to send you a copy of my book, How to Get Your Dog to Do What You Want. You know, it's kind of the basic training, and but it does cover a lot of the advanced stuff, like nipping and all that stuff as well. So let me send you a copy of that. But let me again just, just, just thank you, Drew. For, for having the intuition and the ability and the understanding that just because the dog is what we call a tripod, a three-legged dog, it's not going to interfere with the rest of her life at all. As a matter of fact, generally, these dogs turn out to be absolutely amazing. And something you may want to check into, there's an organization uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, run by some friends of mine called Pets with Disabilities. Check them out. They've got a lot of great tips and a lot of great advice for some other types of training you can do as well. Will do. And, uh, hey, I can answer your question for you. Sure, go ahead. The, uh, the the apologizing to your dog i'm finding yeah. that i'm apologizing to her constantly because <laughs> you know without that leg i mean she's fast but she's a little clumsy you know sometimes if she bumps into me and she slides down i'm finding i'm saying i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't you know <laughs> so yeah i think it's a very just a natural thing to do you know, they're part you, of the family Drew, they're exactly. part of the family. They should be treated like part of That's what I say. Anyway, listen, don't go in there. I'm going to put you on hold. Uh, I'm going to send you a copy of how, you get, how to get your dog to do you want. Stay in touch with me, Drew. Give me, give me a call once in a while. Let me know how you and, uh, you and your tripod are doing. Phone number here, 877-725-8255. A quick break, and then we're going to take, uh, let's see, we've got Debbie, we've got Jerry, we've got uh, Donna. We'll try to get to all your calls after this. All right. You know one of the most important things that you can do for your dog or a cat is to make sure they're getting the right nutrition. And if you want to make sure they're getting the right nutrition, you need the right type of pet food. Lucy Pet Formas Flight Pet Food is absolutely an amazing food. Why? It's made with that prebiotic balanced fiber. And this is really important. You know, Lucy Pet Food is manufactured at their own plant right in Southern California, not too far from where I live. In fact, not only is it manufactured there, they have their own laboratory testing to make sure everything is perfect for your dogs or your cats. Just another reason. In fact, Joey Herrick, the CEO, is as passionate about your pets as he is uh, about his pets. So Lucy Pet Food, the food I feed my own pets, the food you should be feeding your pets. But don't take my word alone. Here's a listener, what they had to say about Lucy Pet Food. I have a comment about Lucy Pet yeah. Food. I have a kitty um, who is a total indoor spoiled little kitty, and I didn't buy Lucy because it was only in the salmon, and he's just a chicken guy. But I thought I'll get it because he keeps biting his tail, and his tail is disappearing. So my husband said, just order it. And we've had it for two weeks, and he devours it, and he's looking better. And so I'm a believer in the Lucy stuff. It's just another believer in Lucy Pet Food. Once you try it, I'm telling you, you'll become a believer as well. Uh, Lucy Pet Food for your dogs and cats. The food I feed my own pets is available at Amazon.com. It's also available at Chewy.com. Check it out at your independent uh, pet stores in your area. Or go directly to their website, LucyPetFood.com. That's LucyPetFood.com. You know, you're going to be a lot happier. And more importantly, your dogs and cats will be a whole lot healthier. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. Back on the pet show. Let me get right back to the busy phone lines here. Uh, let's go to my friend Debbie and believe it, Swatara. Is that do I got? Am I close? How do I pronounce the city? 
It's Swatera. Swatera. All right, I'm yeah, even so, close. So Ojibwe <laughs> for land between two rivers. Ah, interesting. I like that. I learned something today. What can I do to help you out? Well, I want to thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. Um, we have a cat that we rescued off the street about six years ago. And we uh, assume or think that he was around four or five months old. He had been living on the street. He was, he was kind of feral. Anyway, um, we brought him into our home, and he loves the outdoors. And I know that you're an advocate for keeping uh, cats indoors for their safety and also for the safety of other animals. But he loves the outside. Well, we have a patio door that he has literally destroyed the screens three times. We've had to replace them. And right now we have a... a I don't know what it's called. It's a animal screen. It's a real yeah. heavy mesh. Yeah, yeah. And he's still yeah. going to scratch it? He is got it frayed on the edges, and I'm afraid it's going to start popping out. Okay, you, you want know, me to help you? St- you want me to stop that for you? Yes, I would. I'd appreciate okay. it. What I want you to do is I want you to go out today and buy some wide double stick tape. I want you to take that double stick tape. Stick it in strips on the screen. I want you to take a couple of balloons, blow them up, stick them to the double stick tape. I guarantee you when he goes there, the balloon will break and he'll never scratch your door again. Now, that's a quick correction, but that's not the real resolution. Try to make the inside of your home more interesting. Cardboard boxes, paper bags, change them every day. Grow some organic catnip. All of those things can make a difference. I'm just trying to save your back door at this point. But that's a quick resolution. But that's not the end all. You like that, right? You like that, that double stick tape. You like the balloons. I can hear it. I can hear you laughing. I'll show that cat. It's not the cat's fault. It's not the cat's fault. So we're all joking aside. I want you to make the ins- go ahead. He scratches at the door. When he scratches there, and then he'll look at you. He'll say, hey, you know, I want out. Yeah, and after he breaks the balloon, he's going to look at you and say, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to another room. I don't want to be bothered anymore. But again, I, I want to stress to you that that's not the only resolutions. i got to move on, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you a copy. I want you to try the balloons. I'm going to send you a copy of how to get your cat to do what you want. Call me back when your back door is in good shape. 877-725-8255. A quick break, then right back to your calls. Listen carefully. You know, here on the Pet Show, and my website. I know what you're going through. Everyone is going through the same financial hit. Everything costs so much more. So I wanted to share this with you. And I'm not bragging, but I just want to let you know the truth. I wanted you to know that the prices of my own Hugs and Kisses vitamin mineral supplement has not risen in over seven years. Despite higher costs for manufacturing, rising postal rates, even soaring costs of goods and services, I actually upped the quality the quality of the new 4-in-1 supplements with things like glucosamine and chondroitin to help treat and prevent issues your dogs or cats may be having with hips, joints, bones. It keeps them really flexible their entire life. I also added prebiotics and probiotics. Why? Everyone knows about probiotics, but the prebiotics make the probiotics work better. It's kind of like a prebiotics, kind of like a food for probiotics. And really what that does is it really makes your dog or cat have the most incredible digestion, the healthiest gut possible. And we all know by now a healthy gut is a healthy body and the hugs and kisses here's the real reason i developed it the hugs and kisses really work to help prevent excessive shedding dry skin 
hot spots, bare spots, hairballs, just about a thing of the past. And it has just the right balance of antioxidant vitamins and minerals. I know you'd pay a fortune to keep your dog or cat healthy, but guess what? You don't have to. With my Hugs and Kisses supplement, you don't have to worry because it's my mission to deliver high value and affordable supplement treats for your pets. So order today at thepetshow.com. Don't forget that the, all one word, thepetshow.com. Or you can order Hugs and Kisses at Amazon where Hugs and Kisses is so good, it's actually an Amazon choice. So check out Hugs and Kisses at amazon.com or walmart.com. Again, it's available at thepetshow.com, amazon.com, walmart.com. But I know a lot of people would rather have a conversation. You can call my office directly. Here's my office number. You can order there as well. 1-800-430-4847. If we're not there, leave a message. I'll get back to you. That's 1-800-430 in the word hugs. Listen to this. As a new customer, enjoy the same price as seven years ago and a $5 flat rate shipping across the U.S. at thepetshow.com. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. How come my bulldog don't fall, baby? And we are back on the Pet Show. I'm not going to have time to take another call, but Jerry in Minnesota, I'd like you to go to my website, thepetshow.com. Uh, there's a great article there on noise phobias that'll help you with your two nine-month-old labs. Uh, you can also give me a call next week. I'll go further with you, but there's some great information available uh, at the website uh, about noise phobias. So check it out. It's thepetshow.com. Don't forget that T-H-E, thepetshow.com. Donna, give me a call back next week from Arkansas. I love to hear about your pity and his food issues. We'll take care of that as well. Remember, there's always great information available to you at the website, and you should subscribe to my YouTube channel. Every day I share information there, long-form information, which I don't have time to do over the air, but long ways to resolve issues you may be having with any of your pets. There's also shorts there, so check it out. It's youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein, youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein. It's all there, some great stuff available to you. Until next week, that means we're out of time. You all know what to do by now. Give all of your pets a big hug and a kiss for you. One between the ears for me. I'm Warren Eckstein. You've been listening to The Pet Show.